and welcome to Thrift Shop Biography. This is the one about Britney Spears. Thank you for listening. Hello. Hi. Well, I was really excited this week because I walked past a charity shop and there in the window was the autobiography of Britney Spears. Which is fresh. I would never have thought we would get to do it this Not quickly. I. Not so soon after doing Jamie Lynn I know. as a secondary. What a treat. <laughs> we got to do Britney. I know. And it's brilliant, isn't it? It's actually it? epic. Oh, my yeah. God, I can't wait to talk about it. Yeah. So let's get this out of the way quickly. What did you think about Britney Spears before you read this book? I'm a Britney fan. Over to you. I'm aware of her. I know her hit singles. Oh, and I followed the whole Free Britney movement. Yeah, and so, of course we've both read Jamie Lynn Spears. We've both so we've read got Jamie it from Lynn Spears. Her side. Yes, a little bit of conflict going on in this book. Yes, yeah, it's, it's it finishes the story in a way. Yeah. Well, actually, we have to bloody read the mums as well, but I'm not having that. No. No. Boom. I'm not letting her profit. It might no. be a bit profit because we get the books from thrift shops, but um... charities profit from us buying these books. <laughs> this is great. Isn't it? it is good. Oh wow, we're Come philanthropists. <laughs> I didn't even realise. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> right, let's just get yes. into Britney yeah. right now. <laughs> So, Britney Spears. Britney Spears. She was born in 1981 in Kentwood, Louisiana. I looked it up. There's a Highwood 55. It goes from New Orleans straight up to Memphis and about in the middle near Jackson. That's where it is. Okay. So that's why she talks about easily going to New Orleans. She's very much on a music route. And now if you Google it, which I did, the sign says Kentwood, home of Britney Spears. Ah, it does. (laughs) Yeah. So quite a modest family let's let's just say it a fucked up family from the start yeah well for historically yeah now the one thing that i was really aware of recently i found out about britney spears's paternal grandmother we talked about it in the jamie lynn episode but i was really interested about how she'd been airbrushed out of britney's history but britney talks about her in this yes she does jamie lynn does not mention her And I'm really pleased about that because I think it explains a lot about Britney and Jamie Lynn's mental illness runs in their family. It explains their whole dysfunctional family setup completely. So even though we talked about Jamie Lynn, should we just talk about it very quickly? It was her dad's, who is called Jamie, dad. He was called June. That's where the problems start. (laughs) His dad named him June. A boy named June. He was an abusive man and probably a paedophile because, well, he was a paedophile and an abusive man. He abused his wife after she'd lost the baby after three days old. He sent her to an asylum, put her on lithium. And eight years later, when she was 31 years old, she shot herself on the grave of her baby. Yeah. Uh, He had a second wife who he also sent to a mental hospital. And their daughter, he sexually abused from the age of 11 till she ran away at 16. Mm. So he is absolutely an evil man. And that's Britney's dad's dad. Also a police officer. And a bloody police officer. That's where it all starts, because he brought up Britney's dad very abusively. and Oh, he made him do sports to the point of exhaustion. Yeah, it was yeah. just a really, really brutal, disciplinarian, abusive, nasty, nasty person. But Britney, interestingly, has a relationship with him later in life, and she recognises that he mellowed and he became a different person. I thought that was very interesting. It is interesting, but she probably didn't know the half of it then. Yeah, right. I'm sure it all came out later. Yeah. And yeah, it was just a lovely granddad to her. But Brittany understands now 
that the way her dad treated her and her sister and brother was because of the way he was treated yeah. by his dad. She has that understanding, yes. Yeah. And it's very important in their family story. Because, yeah, eventually she gets institutionalised by her own dad, so her history repeats itself. Yeah, right. That's, this is vital information to Britney's story. Yeah. It is nuts that her sister missed this out. She actually, when you read this, showed absolutely no empathy or understanding for what was going on in her family whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Or she didn't write about it anyway. I wondered if she wasn't allowed to. I'm under no illusions now. I think that Jamie Lynn Spears is controlled as much as Britney. Yeah. Because she got emancipation when she was 16. Yeah, but she's still really tight with her parents. She is now, yeah. And when she wrote the book, she was. Yeah, you're right. Whereas Britney's written this book, is fresh out. Yeah, she's totally alienated from her family now. Yes, she she... alienated it and then wrote this book. So she's telling the truth. She is now the first person able to actually really tell it like it is. Yes, it's a good read, isn't it? Yeah, it answers a lot of questions, I would say, definitely. Even though I knew that there was a conservatorship and she was institutionalised, actually reading the first-hand account of that is horrifying. Anyway, so what happens? Her mum seems to be fairly normal. In 1977, Brian's born. And of course, history repeating itself, her dad is brutal to Brian. Sports, again, like really brutally trying to train him up in sports. If he was famous, that would be his story. And then along came Britney in 1981, four years after Brian was born. And they didn't seem to have much money, but then her dad's got some businesses going and they actually got quite wealthy during her childhood. Yeah, I think dad dad's obviously an alcoholic. Jamie Lynn told us as much and Britney does too. And I think the nature of that, Tied with his entrepreneurial spirit means that there's peaks and troughs. That's true. And so they're either in the money or they have none. Yeah. And they were okay at times because Britney says the first time she heard music and singing was when her housekeeper was folding the laundry. That's think, right. Okay, well, if they can afford a housekeeper, they're doing all right at the yeah, moment. Yeah, I clocked that as well. I was like, yeah. bloody hell, you're a housekeeper. So, yeah, he had a gym and a construction business and her mum opened a daycare centre mm-hmm. and then he drank it all away during her childhood. Yeah, the ups and downs. Oh, man, her dad. Well, her dad is... Well, he's a, a product of an abusive dad. Yeah, he's a trauma he's, survivor. He's an, yeah. And he's repeating the pattern Absolute. of abuse. Yeah. <sighs> and he's drunk and he disappears for days on end. And in fact, he misses Brian's first birthday and he misses the first Christmas as a family to the point where mum, Lynn, wants to divorce him. But granddad, June, convinces Lynn not to divorce yeah. Jamie, She's so they stay together and then yeah. come back. Yeah. yeah, Brittany says basically she grew up with a such a scary dad, reckless, cold, and mean. She was really afraid at home. Always yeah, but afraid. Also, the unpredictability of having an alcoholic parent. Exactly. I mean, it's terrifying. It's not just your horrible dad. It's your horrible dad whilst he's drunk. Yeah, and you don't know what you're going to get. Yeah. And then she says she's lying awake at night and. Her mum just yelled at him, even when he's in a drunken stupor. And she's trying to sleep, and her mum's yelling through the night at this comatose, drunken man. It does sound like Brittany was a grown-up in this situation, actually. Absolutely. She's like a child still. What is she, five or six? And she's coming out saying, Mum, go to bed, Dad can't hear you, he's drunk. What's really sad through all of that is he needed help, actually, Mm -hmm. from his childhood trauma. And all he's doing is drinking and getting yelled at. And it's just such a mess, isn't it? Yeah. It's a mess. 
But she's very close to Brian. She's very close to Brian. And Roy. that becomes intensified when Brian has an accident and breaks nearly every bone in his body. And while he's in a full body cast, Brittany started sleeping in his bed to kind of care for him. I do get that Brittany is very nurturing yeah. from a young age as well. And in fact, the one thing that Jamie Lynn said in her book, because Brittany was 10 years older than Jamie Lynn, she almost says that Brittany was more like a mother than Mum Lynn was. But Brittany's like five at this point when her brother breaks all of his bones and she's sleeping with him and almost caring for him. But here's something that I find slightly weird is when the body cast is taken off and he's healed and he's better, she still continues to sleep in his bed for a few years until she gets to the sixth grade and the mum says... You can't sleep in the bed with yeah. your brother anymore. It's not oh, appropriate. I think it's sweet. But Brittany doesn't understand why she can't anymore. Yeah, because she's a child and she hasn't got her brain around those things yeah. yet. Brittany and Brian are very, very close. Yeah, it's nice. Well, they're siblings in an abusive family. It can be Exactly, bonding. exactly. Yeah. And she says that Brian had it harder than her always because mm-hmm. the dad just bullied him. Yeah. So, so meanwhile... <laughs> She actually wants attention from her parents that she isn't getting. And that's what makes her into Britney Spears. Yeah. Singing and dancing and jazz hands. Yeah, and if, if everyone's staring at the telly, she's up on the table going, hey! <laughs> oh my gosh, it's annoying. Yeah, precocious little brat. <laughs> actually, she got down on herself a lot. She's honest to the point where she goes, I was a nightmare. And then, oh, I was a complete nightmare. I was a total bitch. She yeah. really does say that a lot. Oh, yeah, she does. Yeah. In fact, probably throughout. Yes. I don't think she ever says I was a nice person at this point. Yeah. No, she doesn't. And I didn't realise that she was such a nightmare, ever. So her mum kind of recognises that Britney's a little performer, quite young, and she starts taking her to all the local competitions, right, for performing kids, whatever they are, talent competitions. And Britney does well, and so she works her way through the local talent circuit and then they see a newspaper ad for the all-new mickey mouse club which is a kids show on the disney channel i think it is yeah so they go to the audition there's two thousand kids there but you had to be over 10 and britney's only eight at this point but they notice her and christina aguilera who's also there who's also too young and they say to both of them You need to come back when you're old enough. Yeah, and they spot the talent. And they actually, the casting director actually recommends that they go to the talent agency, Nancy Carson, in New York City. They get that personal recommendation. They go to New York and she gets signed aged eight. It's very Fred Astaire at this point, isn't it? Isn't it? it? Yeah. (laughs) But then little Jamie Lynn is born and she's an unexpected baby. So things are put on hold temporarily by this new addition to the family. I guess she's still at dance classes. She's gymnast as well. Really amazing gymnast. And she's really into sports. She's just really active. So she's doing all this stuff, but she doesn't seem to be getting any jobs for her. So there's a talent show on TV called Star Search. And we know lots of people have come up through this. I think Beyonce did it at one point, didn't Mm, she? mm. So little 10-year-old Britney goes on to Star Search and she gets through the first round. Now, there's a clip of this on YouTube. There is. She's a 10-year-old girl with a massive booming voice. A great sort of gospel-y voice, yeah. Yeah. Because she doesn't use it in her career. That's the thing. She does a bit. Does she? I mean, obviously, she became a pop singer and they want your voice to be lighter, but every now and then she'll Mm -hmm. smash out a ballad. From that, so she's been on this TV talent show at the age of 10. She's had some 
exposure. And then she gets a job understudying an off-Broadway musical yeah, called and they were, Ruthless. Yeah, and there were two understudies. The other one was Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. But more of a surprise to me is that you get two understudies in an off-Broadway show. Maybe it's because it's a child role. Maybe. Oh, you know why? Because you can't have a child on stage every night of the week, so oh, they that's alternate true. them. Yeah, they'd have alternated So they would have had them. to alternate understudies, I guess. Yeah, but still, they must have had some budget for an off-Broadway show. Anyway. Yeah. The main girl was called Laura Bell Bundy, who actually does have a acting career to this day. I've I never looked heard her up. up. Really? Yeah. She left and then Britney took over the lead. Yeah, so she was better than Natalie Portman as an yeah. actress. <laughs> well, singer, probably. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but Natalie Portman got there first because she did Leon at the age of, like, oh, 14. But that's not singing. She does not sing in Leon. Yes. She shoots people. Yeah. <laughs> but then Brittany is living in New York because she's got this job off-Broadway. Mum is renting a flat with little baby. Yeah. It seems a lot of trouble to go to for an understudy part. I, know, even I guess they thought it would lead somewhere. Yeah. It's the beginning of a Broadway career. And then Brittany then doesn't want to spend Christmas in this pokey little flat. She wants to go back to her family home and have a family Christmas there. So they quit that show. Yeah, right. Because Brittany doesn't want to spend Christmas in New York. Yeah, just for Christmas. Yeah. Shame she doesn't have that level of control through the rest of her career. Yeah, right. It would have been a terrible time for Brian alone at home with his dad. God, I know. I thought that when I read it horrible. Anyway, so then the year after that, the auditions for the Mickey Mouse Club come around again. And off they go, and she gets the job. She gets your, of course, that off-Broadway show would have been vital experience. And she actually says it to do with dealing with an audience, to being in a mm-hmm. small room and actually vibing off an audience. Yeah. So that would have really upped her game. And also, in the Mickey Mouse Club, Christine Aguilera gets a part as well. But already there, we have Ryan Gosling. Yeah, I know. I've only learned that recently when this Barbie film came out. And an 11-year-old arsehole called Justin Timberlake. Oh! (laughs) I don't know whether he was an arsehole at the age of 11. I'm just going to assume he was. (laughs) Which is the beginning of a... Temporary relationship. Temporarily beautiful relationship. Yes, yes. That we all know about. So, Brittany had a fantastic time on the Mickey Mouse Club. Because they filmed it at Disney World, right? Yeah, they filmed it at Disney World. So every time they got time off, they could go on all the rides and (laughs) stuff. Kids dream. I mean, you're like 11. This is literally the best thing an 11-year-old could do. Yeah. You're singing, dancing Um, with mates that you really get on with other kids. And you're in Disney World. Come on. And you're in Florida where it's always sunny. Oh, my gosh. She peaked at age 11. Yes, yeah, yeah, she kind of did. Yeah, in, in her happiness. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she did. Oh, damn it. So it went well for like a year and a half. And then um, it ended. And she went back to Kentwood, Louisiana, where she kind of just had normal teenage yeah, years she, for a couple yeah, of years. Back to school. Oh, my God. Okay, she's 13. And her mum gets her to drive to town so they can drink cocktails together. Yeah. They're even drinking them in the car. Her favourite is a white Russian because it tastes like ice cream. Yes. And she's smoking with her mates. Yeah, so her mum knows that she drinks, but her mum doesn't know that she smokes. So, like, yeah. her mum doesn't let her smoke. No. There's one she... point where she's driving and her mum goes, Oh, you've been smoking, grabs her hand to smell her hand, which makes them crash. What Jamie Lynn talks about the crash in her book she does not say it's because Britney's mum grabbed her hand, Off the therefore wheel. making her crash the car. Britney's mum is drunk at this point, right? Oh, yeah. She's got Britney to drive yep. because she's drunk. So, But Britney's it, a bit drunk too. 
And her mum grabs her hand off the steering wheel while the one-year-old baby is in the back yep. seat. And this completely spins the car. They crash into a lamppost or something. And she said the good part was that she forgot about my smoking. <laughs> my God. Bloody hell. So we have to say then, as much as Brittany's dad is an alcoholic and a well-documented alcoholic by both Jamie Lynn and Brittany... I mean, her all the signs point to her mum being an excessive, irresponsible drinker as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Good point, because she doesn't actually spell that out, but no. there it is in that story, isn't it? Yeah. So Brittany's back in Kentwood, Louisiana, just having teenage years. And because she does yeah. enjoy her home life. Yeah, right? she does. She does seem to. Yeah, and she likes hanging out with mm. her friends and just being a, a Yeah, and, she, and she's got boyfriends. She, her first real boyfriend was her brother's mate she seems to have a thing with her brother's mates because they're five years older she loses her virginity to one of her brother's mates when she's 14 she's skipping school a lot so mum then has videos of britney singing and dancing and she sends them to a contact who is an entertainment lawyer and he likes britney and he suggests that she records a demo because he had one that tony braxton had a didn't rejected want. yeah, yeah. So Britney records that and then the contact sends it to some record company executives in New York City and they're like, oh, we like the sound of this yeah. young woman. Let's get her in. You know what? She can sing, she can dance, she's good looking and she's a young teenager. Perfect. I mean, you know, she, she's a pop dream if you're a marketing yeah. person. And she's very experienced at this point as well. And she's known to kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's bound to happen, wasn't it? So this is Jive Records, mm. and they really take to her. The managing director meets Brittany, and then he immediately takes her around all the offices where she's belting out Whitney tunes. Yeah, as if she goes for Whitney. That's how good a singer she is, <laughs> yeah. though. And meanwhile, Justin Timberlake and J.C. Chazay, who are also from... Uh, the Mickey Mouse Club. Yep. They're forming NSYNC at this point. Mm -hmm. So this really is the time to get on board. And Christina Aguilera as well is also signing a record it's, deal it's at going this solo. point. Yeah. They all kind of break at this They all point, break at the same time. Yeah. It was a real class of, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But they really invest in Britney and they have this Swedish producer... Max Martin, yeah. who's up and coming and has done tunes with the Backstreet Boys and stuff. So even though Britney's a new act and it's her first album, they're heavily investing in her. They're getting yeah. her to work with the best people. And they the know, best songs. Yeah. yeah. Do you know that Hit Me Baby One More Time, that was actually written for TLC. I didn't know and that. And they didn't want it. <laughs> but when you think about the way Britney sings it, oh, baby, baby, this very TLC. Oh, yeah, they sing, sing on that. that low register, yeah. Anyway, more fool them. yeah. <laughs> Baby, one more time. Massive hit. And the video, I knew a lot of this because being a Britney fan, but the video was her concept, the school thing. It was said a lot of the time because people thought she was being exploited, but it was her idea. But anyway, she's great in that. I remember seeing it for the first time. I remember where I was standing going, what is this? This is so cool. Great song. She does a backflip. It's so energetic. And that school in the video mm -hmm. is a school where they filmed Grease. Is it? Yeah. Amazing. So that happened quite quickly for her because in the summer quick. they sent her out on one of those tours around the shopping malls. Yeah. And then it got onto the radio in September. The record was in stores in October. By the end of the year, she was number one around the world. Mm -hmm. And they knew it. They'd have put the whole album together, put all the videos together and got it lined up knowing Baby One More Time would be a hit. They wouldn't necessarily have known how big, but they would have known it was a hit. And they've got the follow-up plan, they've got the videos planned, they've got the whole package 
ready to go. They can't have known it was hit as big as it hit. She was the first female singer in history to have her single and her album debut at number one, and it very quickly shifted 10 million copies. Yeah, it's amazing. That's huge. Yeah. But that's a fantastic song. Yeah, it's really great. And there'll be that thing where there's something about her that people just liked. I know she's very attractive and everything, but there's something more talented and backflips and all of that. But there's always that X Factor thing. Yeah, there's an engagement with people. Yeah, she definitely Mm. has it. Mm. I have to say that I think Baby One More Time is such a stupendous tune that when the next song came out, I was severely disappointed. I thought it was just so average. It's sometimes. Oh, it was, yeah. Oh, God, it was just like a, a <laughs> Steps castle yeah. or something. But then the hits kept coming. Yeah, they did. And I thought that a couple of hits, they were, oops, I did it again. And then when you get to, like, Toxic Genius. and stuff, yeah, she's off Yeah, it goes on and yeah. on and on. So yeah. many stronger, oh, so many great songs. So at the same time, like you say, NSYNC are also forging their own way in the business. And she keeps bumping into little Justin Timberlake. Well, she's actually a support. She tours with NSYNC. Ah, okay. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. how it happens. They are absolutely working together on the tour bus together. And they become inseparable. She fell head over heels in love with Justin Timberlake. So it was absolutely pathetic how much in love with him she was. Mm. They were really young, what? Yeah, it's young love, isn't it? Yeah, and she'd say they'd do talk shows together and they'd ask him really intelligent questions and ask her if her breasts were real. So bloody annoying. And also she said that quite early on the press would begin to like rile her and stuff and they would accuse her of being inauthentic and she's just like, hang on, I'm not trying to be Bob Dylan. Yeah. She's like, I'm a teenager from the Deep South. I sign my name with a heart. Yeah, exactly. She's yeah. not claiming to be anything no. other than what she is. One of the things I've always loved about her is whenever she used to get papped, she always just has her hair up all messy, no makeup at all, tracksuits, you know, joggers, trainers. And I actually love that because she's not like always saying, I am this glamorous person. She's saying, I'm a dancer and a singer and I go to work and do a job. I thought that was amazingly real. Mm-hmm. But they always showed it like it was terrible, the state of it. And I always thought that was actually brilliant. I saw it as a positive. She is actually never trying to cheat you. She's great at her job. She's normal outside work. So she's so successful that by the time of her first tour, she buys her mum a house so she can get away from the dad. Yeah. And she settles all of her father's debts. Something's beginning here. She's already funding them. This is very normal. This is what pop stars do. It's true, actually. It's very normal. In fact, everything she does is what pop stars do or rock stars do. She's the first person I've ever heard who's been stopped from being a normal pop or rock star ever. Oh, God. You know what I mean? It's actually unbelievable. Yes, it's terrible the, the drugs and drink and crazy stuff they get into, but no one ever stops them. That actually takes away their freedom to party. It's unbelievable. Anyway, carry on. Yes, Um, it's to come. (laughs) Spoiler alert. So, you know, all these iconic episodes we know of her Mm. at the MTV Awards with the snake. And she performed with Michael Jackson. Yes, the way you make me feel. It's the next day after the snake thing. That snake thing, though, she's terrified of that snake. And in that live MTV thing, she says, the snake turns around face to face with her, like inches away from her face and hisses at her. She thinks she's going to die. She said they cut that bit out of the live oh stream. It's probably like 10 minutes delay. So nobody saw that. Oh, my uh, these, God. These are the beginnings of the things that actually shatter her confidence and bring on her anxiety. Shit. So she's such a professional to 
done yeah, that performance yeah. whilst being terrified. Yeah, this will be chipping away at her, though, in her confidence as a performer. I think yeah. some of those things are seriously traumatic. Yeah. God, I can't believe they do that to her. So she does this film called Crossroads. Yeah. I've not seen it. I saw it years ago. Okay. It's very lightweight. And she really talks about getting into the character in That's a method I mean. way. And I kind of thought, well, she's basically playing herself. <laughs> That's what I she? mean. That's why it's so laughable. She's really serious in this book talking about getting lost. And this character, she like went method on it. And sometimes she just thought, who actually am I? I'm so in this character. I, I don't know who I am anymore. Yeah, you watch it. She is playing herself. She's playing an up-and-coming songwriter. Oh, my word. It's virtually called That's Brittany. bizarre, isn't it? That it's, she... That's really weird. If it had been some psycho murderer or something, I'd worry. But, well, actually, I'm more worried that she thought she lost herself in a character based on herself. That's she weird. Said I was, she, she was even saying, I was even walking differently at that yeah, time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> How differently... Do you walk from the character of yourself? It's just this was the first bit in the book where I kind of thought, oh, she's kind of it's a bit unhinged. Signs of being a bit unhinged. That's yeah. the first sign. The rest of the book it crops up every now and then. She's offered this great part or that great part, but she's afraid to take it in case she loses herself again. Yes, like she even is just offered the part and she doesn't agree to take it, but it affects her when she even <laughs> thinks about playing that yes. part. Yeah. I mean... I shouldn't laugh because she is unhinged now and now she's writing this book and I, you know, we shouldn't laugh at that. She's been destroyed mentally. She has actually, though. Yeah. She got offered the part in Chicago and I'm wondering if that was Catherine Zeta-Jones' part. No, I think it's one of the five. He had it come in. Because oh. Gwen Stefani was also offered one of those oh, right. parts. They tried to get loads of famous people oh. to be... Why would anyone say no? Why do they all say no? Great part. Why did Britney say no? She didn't want to get lost in the park. Oh, she she might have turned a into a murderer. Yeah. Might, <laughs> a jazz murderer. <laughs> Can't sing pop now. <laughs> jazz now. Look at my hands. <laughs> oh, she might have murdered Justin Timberlake. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. So they moved in together, right? Yeah. By the way, have you noticed she keeps mentioning that Wade Robson choreographs her tours and stuff? Now, Wade Robson, is he the guy who came up in the Michael Jackson Yes. Book? Okay. He's, yes, that's him. So he's a very good choreographer yes. who was very good at a young age. Yes. And he's working with Britney Spears. Yeah. Anyway, I just thought I'd throw that in there. Okay, and her and Justin Timberlake move in together because they're just completely in, in love. with love. each other. Yeah. yeah. And they're, what, 19, 20, 21, yeah. around this time. So perfectly old enough adults to... But she says that she knows that he cheated on her a couple of times. Yep. One time with somebody from All Saints. Did you know this? No. I didn't know that. But then she admits that then she shagged Wade anyway. She says she snogged him. Oh, did she not say she shagged him? Nope. She says she snogged him. They were dancing and it got very heated and they snogged. I don't know what word okay. she used. And then she told Justin... Okay. About it, and they worked through it. But he had also cheated on her numerous times, and then she got pregnant. Oh, I hate this. Yeah, this is her big bop. There's a few things she clearly wrote this book to say, and one is to talk about this, it seems, and the other is to balance the records because he really screwed her over. Oh, uh, this is the... I, (laughs) I almost can't tell you how much Justin Timberlake got away with completely yeah. screwing over yeah, Britney really Spears, did. but being seen as the good yeah, guy in the public. Yeah. And he had control of that. 
Yeah. He's, he's a despicable human being. And we should have known that because the Janet Jackson... Oh, when did the Janet Jackson thing no, happen? No, you're right. The it wardrobe malfunction. No, it was later. But anyway, he basically also threw Janet Jackson under the bus. Yeah, he did. When she had a wardrobe malfunction, it wasn't one. It was a choreographed thing where Justin ripped off part of her top... At the Super Bowl halftime at the show. Super Bowl halftime show. The whole world was watching. Yeah, revealing sort of gaffer-taped cross over a nipple. That was actually a choreographed, deliberate piece of art. And everyone went mad and he said nothing. And Janet had to say it was a wardrobe malfunction and take all of the blame. She whereas took it like was... a five-year hit on her yeah, career. Yeah, both of them. It was both of their performance. Yeah, and he got away yeah, scot-free. scot-free. So what he did to Britney is he said, I do not want a child at all. We're too young. Have an abortion. She, she wanted the child. She was totally happy. She thought they were going to be together for the rest of their lives. She was completely in love with him. He said, no, have an abortion. She had one. It was horrendous. Well, she had it at home because, of course, yeah, it couldn't go anywhere because of the press. She took a pill and she went into the bathroom and laid on the floor and she said it was agonising traumatising and she was on the floor screaming and crying on her own for most of it Mm -hmm. and then eventually Justin Timberlake came in and played his fucking guitar (laughs) anyway Um, uh, this would be bad but a lot of people go through this sort of thing where this is bad what he did after that is split up with her over text basically she says dumped her by text and then because he'd gone a bit quiet on her and then he released his debut solo album, Justified, which basically he sings Cry Me a River, which is a song about his girlfriend having an affair. And in the video, it's a Britney Spears lookalike and it makes it look like she oh, had an yeah. affair and that's why they split up and he's hard done by and he's heartbroken. Yeah. And the whole country or world, I don't know how big, they were worldwide. At that point, it vilified her. It made her the bad, bad person and him the heartbroken golden boy, American yeah. sweetheart. He could have made himself that without demonising Britney, yeah. but he did it through demonising her. Whether he was told to do that or not, it doesn't matter because he knew they loved each other and he knew what she'd just been through. She was completely heartbroken and so vulnerable from going through that and then being dumped. To then be demonised. Yeah. She said she barely spoke for six months. She was so upset. I mean, she just had an abortion against her will and then was dumped and then humiliated, made out to seem like the bad guy. She was so down that Justin Timberlake actually flew out to her home to see her and he'd written her a letter and framed it. And framed it. I had to read that about five times. Yeah, I was like, did too. she frame it? No, no he, it's, he framed it. Uh, his so he'd ego already is off the scale. said this letter's so important that it needs framing. Isn't it bizarre? Yes. I'm telling you, the guy's a psychopath. I mean, he's a wrongin', isn't he? I, 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 from what she says, yes, I'd say that. Yeah, I mean, who writes somebody a letter and frames it before they give it to them? Uh, She says she still has it under her bed. Oh, my God. Basically, I don't think she ever really recovered from this thing that Mm. happened, all of that. I think that's the end of her happy life, ever. I think she's never, ever had a good time since then, since that point on. (laughs) 
you're right at this point she's already on her third tour but she just wants to give everything up yeah now. she's just absolutely had it and she says she should have been given time to heal but of course she's on, on this treadmill they're making millions yeah. billions out of her so of course they just push her on that's what they do she mm-hmm. had no time to heal herself mentally mostly and she's grueling world tours amazing it's her dream but not when she's broken and mm-hmm. so it just compounds it doesn't it so she spent a lot of time at home here and she says her mum is just drunk and can't get off the couch and she also says Jamie Lynn was a total bitch she says <laughs> you can't even imagine how much of a bitch she was she's ordering her mother get me this get me that I think Jamie Lynn's only like 11 or 12 yeah. at this point <laughs> but she's already on a kids TV show so it's gone oh, to her head hasn't yes. it obviously yeah interesting as well you know Jamie Lynn said she was being really bullied when she was on that TV show and yes. yeah and Britney pregnant Britney at this point went into the TV show to have a go at the girl who was bullying her Britney says I found out later that was all lies I really apologise to that actress yeah. lies wow you don't know what to believe and actually even in Jamie Lynn's book which she only wrote a couple of years ago she tells a story of Britney going on set to stick up for yeah. this girl that was bullying her. So she's maintaining that lie yeah. into yes. her adult yes. life. And Britney now is saying in her book... It was lies. It was lies. And she apologises. Oh, who, who to believe? Who to believe? It's really interesting having two sides. Well, we'd have to find the girl who was shouting. <laughs> yes, if she's what? got a biography. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, we're skipping past massive albums, amazing hits, great world tours, all of which I was at, don't forget, because I've (laughs) never missed one. How many times have you seen Britney Spears I don't know, but I've never missed a tour. Wow. Apart from the original shopping mall ones and stuff. (laughs) The world ones I've never missed. So Timberlake's properly thrown Britney under the bus, and of course for his image, because Britney's been the eternal virgin, that's how she was marketed. Now, Timberlake is coming out saying, no, of course we were having sex because he needs to have his image well, he's boosted He's got to be the man, yeah, the man, yeah. And Britney kind of says that she was relieved in a way because the image of the Eternal Virgin yeah. was kind of at odds with her because she was having sex and she felt yeah. like a phony. Exactly, and that was all what she was being told to say as well. Mm-hmm. Not a- There's a very famous interview with Britney Spears with Diane Sawyer and she's really pushing her to talk about Justin Timberlake And Britney Spears is being very evasive because at this point, the world thinks Justin Timberlake is golden boy and Britney Spears is the bitch who cheated on him, dumped him, whatever. And in that interview, she really pushes her and Britney Spears won't talk about it. And then she starts crying. And whereas, oh, shut up, Britney, crocodile tears, you were the bad guy. But now knowing what we know about the whole thing, she just had an abortion. She was dumped. She was humiliated. The fact she doesn't say a bad word about Justin Timberlake. I bet she's been schooled in what she shouldn't say. She says with that interview, her family sat her down and said, you have to go and do this interview. And she says, I don't want to. They blindsided her. And they made her her do it. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't even give her warning. No. It was basically set up. Dan Sawyer was waiting and they just rushed her in and made. So she wasn't brief. She didn't know what she was going to be asked about. Her family is almost like they're working against her. It's weird. They're using her as a tool to make money. That's it. It's know, all about it, money. It doesn't mean you have to be a complete asshole to that, but like your own daughter. Unless you, can... you are an asshole, yeah, right. Then you don't know how to not be one. Yeah, it's true. They're isn't not it? nice people. I don't think they're nice people. Okay, so when she's at her absolute most vulnerable, of course, she meets a complete and utter asshole, Kevin Federline. 
Okay, I'm glad you said that yeah. because I have no concept of this man. Oh. I always thought it was kind of a bit weird that he seemed so low rent for Britney yeah. Spears. He was a dancer on her tour, wasn't he? I say arsehole because in real time I watched all that play out, of course. Okay. And he, firstly, he got together with her when he had a girlfriend and a kid and the girlfriend was pregnant with their second child when he got together with Britney Spears and he did not tell her about it. And she was so vulnerable. She was so happy to have somebody that to just hold her and love oh, her. Oh, right. She says, actually, she that so just down. he held her and she just felt everything. This poor girl yeah. just wanted to be held yes, by someone. Yes, Because she wasn't even getting it from her parents. No, I know. So she fell into the arms of some flipping two-bit horrible Absolute dancer. gangster, yeah. Really terrible, because I just remember watching this going, no, no. And she says when she married him, everyone went, no, don't do it. Because he was obviously after fame and he got it. He marries her, gets her pregnant. And then abandoned her to pursue a solo career. He yeah. wasn't even a singer. And then he was never at home. They had two kids very close together. The second one, she was pregnant three months after she gave birth. Yeah. And he was never at home because he was in the recording studio, getting stoned, hanging out. Sometimes she was actually outside the studio and they wouldn't let her in. They said, he doesn't want you on the set. She could see through the window, them all hanging out and laughing. It's bizarre that he would think, okay, I've got the Britney connection now. She's had my baby. I'm now going to ignore her and become a big singer in my own right. It's bizarre that he would think he could do that. It's so delusional. But he never got a career as a singer, did he? I don't think he did. And he was a bit of a joke, I think. Oh, Britney actually says... (laughs) She said when she went to the studio, she said he was working on his own music and began to freeze her out. She said he really thought he was a rapper now. Bless his heart. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) He's an absolute twat, right? And she was so vulnerable she didn't see it. That's the sad part. But she had two babies very close together. She needed it. She wanted her own family. She'd had an abortion. She needed love. She just wanted a family. I can see how it all happened. I really remember when they got married, they got changed out of their wedding gear. They got into tracksuits. I think they're all pink tracksuits with Juicy written over the ass. And then they had burgers. By the way, we completely skipped over the fact that she ran away to Las Vegas, got drunk and got married for Oh, we skipped hours. over that. Okay. I think it's quite a well-documented Go thing on, say in that. Past. Say that. Again. Okay, well, I've just said <laughs> okay, it. She, she went to Las Vegas, yeah. got really drunk, married a guy from her town, and her parents rushed out and annulled it. She was married for 55 hours. Yes. Yes. That's what happened. She was so drunk. She was like, well... Aren't I allowed to just have fun? They're like, no, because they're guarding her money. It was yeah. obviously just guarding her money. She had a lot. He could have probably taken half of her fortune at that point if they hadn't annulled it. So actually, something we haven't said yet, especially when she's got her two little babies and she's just being a mom and driving around and driving to the studio to see Kevin and stuff, is that the paparazzi are pursuing her relentlessly. Yeah. Absolutely. And, of course, they're getting photographs of her driving away with the baby on her lap because she's so terrified of the paparazzi and they're jumping on the car. And so because she wants to get away, she'll quickly put the baby on her she lap and drive once. off. And, of course, that's all the headlines. That, she's yeah, dangerous driving with her kid. That photo goes around the world and Britney she's Spears a, is a terrible mother. She isn't a bad mother. But all of this is driving her out of her mind slowly, very slowly. She's not in a good place anyway. Like you say, she was vulnerable. She got in yeah. with Kevin Federline. 
two babies very quickly. In retrospect, now very obviously some postnatal depression. Well, she says going it in on. the book, doesn't she? She says I absolutely had postnatal depression, or postpartum depression. They call yeah. it. Now. It wasn't talked about, but she absolutely had it. She was completely depressed. Then she couldn't even access her husband, and then. The lawyers are telling her, Kevin's going to divorce you. It's kind of obvious he is because he's not around at all. So they keep saying you should file for divorce first because it's better to do it that way. And they keep telling her this yeah. advice. So eventually she files for the divorce and the media jump on her and go, you've broken up your family. All of that's lumped on her as yeah. well. She's the bad guy again. Oh, God. It's so... It's just so interesting how even though her mum and dad are kind of overseeing her career, when Kevin Federline's people are saying to him, the lawyers are saying, Kevin wants to file for a divorce, but he's not going to do it first. You should do it first so you're not humiliated. Why, are Why aren't her managers, why aren't her mum and dad saying, no, don't do this because you're going to look really bad? Because they don't know because they're not very clever, are they? Oh, they dear. don't know, do they? What do they know? Can't run their own businesses. Yeah, right. So, yeah, Paris Hilton befriended her and they were out yeah, partying. Yeah, she really yeah. liked her. And she helped because I guess there's few people who can relate to what Britney yes. is going through in terms of paparazzi yeah. and stuff. And actually Paris Hilton is one of them. Yeah, and just take her out and have fun. And yeah. as soon as she did that, Kevin said she's out of control on taking the kids and basically yeah. did exactly that. And then she couldn't even get to them. And that's the final straw that broke her. And her mum's not supportive at all. Like her mum will babysit so Britney can go out and let her hair down with Paris Hilton. And then when Britney comes back a bit wasted, her mum explodes at her. So hypocritical. But I mean, the reason mum was asked to babysit was so Britney could go out and have fun. And when eventually they take away all of her human rights and she's not allowed any alcohol at all, she says they're all just drinking. Yeah. Oh, it's bullshit. It really is. It is. It is. So Kevin also has got control of the kids, but he begins to keep them away from Britney. He's basically using them. Oh, yeah, I know. He's keeping them away from Britney for longer and longer. So she's not seeing her kids. And they're so young. They're still kind of babies they really need their mother they need their mother yeah and she needs them she misses them. oh god yeah and she's really in despair because she actually drives to the house to knock on the door to try and see her own kids she's terrified that they'll think she doesn't care yeah and so she has she has to go there but then the media are with her when she does that so it's totally humiliating it's giving them pictures they want and of course this is the time where she completely flips yeah goes to the hair salon Shaves all her hair off. Shaves all her hair off. Yeah, which was really shocking at the time. That did make absolute news all over the shop. It was the best picture they'd ever hoped for, you know. Yeah, and it seemed like such a crazy thing to happen at the time. And I remember so many different things were being reported. And the one that made the most sense was that she had to be drug tested for access to her children. And they often test your hair. So we thought she shaved her head so she couldn't be drug tested. Actually, it was just a complete breakdown. Of course it was a complete breakdown. And also, I think because her manager, her mum and dad are pressuring so much to be this perfect pop star, a rebellion against that, let's face it, is to shave your head. Yeah, all of that. 
It's your pop star look. Part of that is long hair, tossing the hair around, all that sort of stuff. She said her parents couldn't look at her for ages because they thought she was ugly. They said she was ugly. ugly. Yeah, and her dad said you're a disgrace. They didn't even clock that she was having a breakdown. She was absolutely grief-stricken and traumatised. They judged her and said you're a disgrace and ugly. It's disgusting. Like she said, if you want to protect your kids at any cost, you can see them do that. You want to worry about them, care for them. What's happening to you? Are you all right? You're obviously not all right. They're not not nice people. Oh, my God, and they only get worse. They get so much worse. I remember, because we were watching this in real time, it was tragic to see that. You knew that how broken that person was, how desperate they were, and they were being photographed doing it. They're being hounded. And then the next day she attacked a car with an umbrella. She was a desperate, desperate woman, and it was just sad to see. Oh, and do you know what? This is how nice she is. She sent the photo agency an apology letter for attacking the paparazzi's car with her umbrella. I know. Oh, my word. (sighs) Poor Brittany. I know. You've got to feel for her. Yeah. Anyway, so around this time... Anyway, around this time... She is taking uh, some drugs. She really does say she doesn't take to normal drugs. Coke, all those things. She's not for her. She's on prescriptions. She's on prescription drugs. She's on Adderall, which is an ADHD drug. She starts dating one of these paparazzi photographers, which was weird at the time, but he does sound quite nice, actually. But also, what's running alongside this breakdown and all of these incidents is still her pop career. Mm. They're still wheeling her out because oh. she's just recorded the Blackout album. Oh, no, and it's absolutely superb. And she's having to promote it. And mm. it is at this time, I remember, like at the VMAs, she came out to sing Gimme More and she really was on like 50% oh, it energy. it was awful. Yeah. It was really, really awful. It was a slow motion car crash. Yeah, and people kind of awful watched that at the time it. and said, oh, she's lost it. She's just not into it anymore. Actually, she had no business being on no, that stage. No, absolutely not. So she's being controlled. She's got 50% access to her kids, and so she gets to look after them. But when they come and pick them up, she's terrified every time they take the kids away that Kevin, as he has done before, won't give them back. She's at a particularly low ebb. They come to pick the kids up. They take the older one and put him in the car, but she panics. She's holding the younger one and she goes and locks herself in the bathroom. She just wants a few extra minutes with her child before he's taken away. Anyway, it's not long after that. A SWAT team kick open the door of yeah. the bathroom Talk and take about traumatising the kid as well. I mean, who's sending a SWAT oh, team on, into that house? Seriously. She's obviously having a breakdown. But Instead they, of just helping her, yeah. they incarcerate her. The SWAT team kick the door down. They tie her to a gurney mm. and they take her to the hospital. When she's in the hospital, they let her go. They have a 72-hour hold on her. That's law. But they let her go before the 72 hours because there's not really any need for her to be there. But she says the damage is done. The media knows that she's been strapped down, taken to a mental institution. She didn't really need to go. Mm -mm. They knew that. They wanted to present the Mm. opinion to the world that she's mentally incapacitated. Right, so that we'd all agree that she should be taken into a conservatorship because she needed looking after. And all they've actually done is legally control the money machine that is Britney Spears enterprises yeah because her dad at one point sits down and he 
He says, I'm Britney Spears oh my now. God, when I read that line in the book, yeah. I'm like, what? This is some Machiavellian. Isn't it? Yeah. I mean, again, he's also like, if he wasn't Britney Spears' dad, he probably would have been a serial killer. Yes. Why is Britney Spears surrounded by these hugely problematic men? I don't know. Oh, because, but, I tell you why, because she's incredibly nice and the people please yeah. and and she puts up with their shit. Yeah, she doesn't know otherwise. She she's know not how Madonna. To do anything yeah, else. like she says, she learns from Madonna yeah. how to be, how to not take people shit. You don't have to make everyone happy all the time. Yeah. Britney Spears, this has happened to Britney Spears because she's a nice person. Yeah, it's oh, true. And God. because it's her family as well, because yeah. when your mum and dad are involved. Imagine the money she makes. She didn't even mention her perfume. Yeah, right. She must make a fortune. Yeah. Not she, but Britney Spears Incorporated yeah. or whatever, her dad, basically. Uh, one of her tours grossed $130 million. Yeah, the circus That's just tour. That's one was thing. amazing. Yeah, you're right. In fact, I think her perfume was like the biggest selling yeah. for like three exactly. years Exactly. You've got all the merch. You've got everything. Yeah. They are raking it in. So they're controlling their cash cow. And she's just a pawn in it. It's obvious what they're doing and, mm-hmm. and they don't want to lose their source of income. But it's just nuts. Every other rock and roll book you've ever read, there's nobody's yeah. got this sort of control on anyone. And legally, this isn't right. And she is a grown-up at this point. Yeah. She's like 25. She's got two kids. Yeah. It's like she's an adult. Yeah, and yes, she's troubled. Yes, she's had a breakdown. So look after her. Don't bloody... Yeah. She actually says, this is a quote from the book, she says she was hell on wheels. She was on a lot of Adderall and she admits that she was horrible. And I kind of think, I don't care. I'm going to give her a pass. Yeah. I'd be horrible at that point. But you should be free to be able to be horrible if yeah. you want. You should, that's your right. I wonder how horrible she was. Was she just saying uh, no to people? She said, they said I wasn't capable of being a mother, of looking after my finances, of of eating... Anything, going to the toilet, everything was monitored. And yet I'm capable of being sent out on a world tour, doing chat shows, making albums. How am I incapable if I'm doing that? And then their albums come out and they're number one. She wins awards for everything. Woman of the year whilst she's being controlled because she's incapable. Yeah. She's woman of the year. And the reason, the main reason she went along with all of it is so she could see her kids because they were holding them as ransom. Yeah. That's how they could control her because if she kicked off in any way, they'd say you're not able to see your kids. To use those kids. Oh. It's hard to imagine, actually, that this is a modern-day story. I know. It's like something from the Russian Empire in the 1700s. She's only just come out of this. In the last few years, I mean, oh, we should say then, the Vegas residency happened. She enjoyed most of it, except that if she wanted to add or take away a song, she wasn't allowed to. She wasn't even allowed to change it up at all. She had absolutely no artistic input whatsoever, so she's getting a bit bored of it. Anyway, at one point, after like three years of it, she said, no, I'm not doing any more Vegas. And they basically then made her disappear. That's essentially what she said. They put her into a rehab centre where she was solitary. The door didn't close. She couldn't bath without being supervised. Absolutely like prison. She couldn't exercise. She was going absolutely mad. They were putting her on pills as well. Very much like how her grandmother was incarcerated. They put her on lithium. Exactly the same. And then after two months of that two months she said actually watching people come and go outside all the doctors and therapists Mm. was the worst because she saw people who had their freedom and she didn't britney spears doesn't have their freedom the one who's earning millions for everyone else and she's locked up they finally let her out they make her go to aa 
She wasn't even drinking. (laughs) But it was AA. It was a mistake because it gave her power because she got to hear all these other people's stories, all these women's stories, and she was thinking, yeah, I'm a person. I've got power as a woman. She'd forgotten, and it gradually seeped back. And even in lockdown, in COVID times, she came out of this institute and went and spent time with her family. And she said when she was back in her family home, she saw that they'd thrown out all of her dolls and all of her old books with all of her poetry in. Thrown out her childhood stuff. She bought them houses. Yeah. Multiple houses, beach houses, mansions for them to live in. And they threw out her childhood stuff. She says... It was around that time I came to find peace with my family. And when I say peace, I mean I'm at peace with never seeing them again. And that was like... Well, you know, that whole time she was incarcerated, Mm. she was allowed visitors and her family never went to see her. And she also begged to leave and her dad said, no, the court won't allow it. But here's another thing. For that conservatorship, she was assigned a lawyer and she was told that that was the lawyer that she had to use. So for 13 years, she had a lawyer who she didn't trust and didn't like. Yeah. And it wasn't until afterwards. It was on her dad's side. Yeah. It wasn't until afterwards that she found out she could have had her own lawyer the yeah. whole yeah. time. Essentially, that's how she got out of it. Yes. Just because somebody told her she could yes. get her own and, lawyer. And the courts absolutely didn't say she had to be in any sort of rehab. That was just her dad's yeah. He was just lying. Everyone was lying to her. Her dad could have stopped it at any time. He started it. I do feel that he was manipulated by this woman called Louise Taylor and the TriStar Entertainment Group. He had debts with them. When they started the conservatorship, the conservatorship is a two-string thing. There's conservatorship of the person, which is about mental health, and conservatorship of the estate, which is financial. When the TriStar Entertainment Group, run by Louise Taylor, first forged a relationship with Britney's dad... He was in debt to her. He should not have started the conservatorship with these people if he was financially in debt to them. So it was kind of unsound Mm, anyway. Yeah, which is how it got ended ultimately. It was really easy to be ended. After 13 years of this, she found out she could get her own lawyer, got one. He was absolutely appalled. She didn't know she could have one. He said even the most vicious criminals get to choose their own lawyer. And he just, in no time, got a dad removed from the conservatorship because, yeah, it was unsound. And then the next step was to end it completely. Just like that. But, you know, when she was in the facility and she really thought she was on her own, she had no visitors... One of the nurses was on the internet and she called her over and she said, Brittany, look at this. And it was footage of all of her fans with their placards chanting free Brittany. She had no idea this was going on. And that gave her the strength to then pursue. Yeah. So that was power of the fans. I know. It's nice to know. I remember that happening because it wasn't very long ago at all. But I didn't realise at that point she was incarcerated. I thought it was just about the conservatorship. Yeah. I didn't know she was watching that from a bloody prison cell. Yeah. She was bloody in prison, yeah. effectively. I had no idea. I know this story, obviously. But yeah, I Three months. have the same opinion. I just thought she was in her house and being heavily controlled and they were masterminding her career and they yeah. had a hold of her bank account. I had no idea she was being strapped to a gurney. No. Willed to a secure institution and held there against yeah. her will. Yeah, and what's Versus in that 13 years, she wasn't even allowed to drink at all. She was sober. I mean, she... I mean, they even took her cell phone away. Yeah. It's like even when she wasn't in an institution, they would vet boyfriends. She couldn't live a normal life. No. Yeah, they'd make boyfriends sign contracts and do blood blood tests before they even... Not boyfriends, potential suits. Before they even went on one date. And she couldn't drive. 
and she was on an allowance of two grand, was it? Two grand a week. Two grand a week when you're Britney. She's earning all that money. She said she took all her Vegas dancers out for dinner one night to say thanks to them. The bill came to £1,000 and her card got rejected. (laughs) I mean, it's not funny, but it's shocking. Do you know what? I think that her dad should be in prison. Yeah. Do you know what? You're right, except it won't do him any good. Oh, my God, these dysfunctional families. But this really is something else. It's the first time you've ever heard of a pop star at the height of their earning power be actually incarcerated without anyone knowing because they're still doing interviews and they're not saying. I don't know, she just doesn't know that she's allowed to break free. She's just so institutionalised within a family. You know as well, the whole thing is almost theatrically orchestrated insofar as having the SWAT team bursting in and strapping her to a gurney. That didn't just happen once. No. There's a time where she's out dating this paparazzi guy and her mum calls and says, can you come and meet us at the house? Yeah. And Brittany's like, well, what's this about? But she kind of just goes along thinking they're going to have a chat. A SWAT team bursts in and grabs her again. Yeah. It's just like, but... Who are the SWAT team? I think it's just a private security team yeah, they that must they're be. paying to kidnap Britney and take her to yeah, an institution no. where she doesn't need to be. Yeah. Seriously, I tell you what, within our lifetimes, we will watch a film about this woman's life. Yeah. Oh, Brad Pitt's just bought the rights to Britney's autobiography. Well, there you are then. <laughs> <laughs> because it's it's very Hollywood. It's 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 despicable, right? And she's only just free. This book's only just out. Somebody read it and gave it to a charity shop. Thank God, because yeah. I'm really glad we can read it when yeah. it's really fresh news, breaking news. She says now at the end of this book, she's going on holiday. She's drinking cocktails. She's having a lovely time. She still posts weird videos on Instagram. But she says she just wants to. She wants to dance for herself. She wants, she wants to sing for herself. She wants to wear nice clothes and have a nice life. She doesn't want to perform for anyone else for now. Or make music for anyone else for now. I just want her to be well. I want her to be happy. I want her to be happy, but I also want her to have the relationship with her sons, which she deserves. Because yes. I don't think any of it, the breakdown in that relationship was nothing to do with her, actually. No. It was all them being taken away from oh, yeah. her and her reacting to that. Yeah. But even when she had them, she was being pursued so relentlessly by the yeah. paparazzi. It's yeah. just like, when does she ever get a chance to be a decent mother? Oh, she wasn't even allowed to remove her birth control thing in that conservatorship when she wanted to marry and have kids with wow. her boyfriend. That's controlling her as a woman. She says that a lot. They were controlling yeah. her womanhood. Does it make you wonder, do you think any other huge pop stars are being treated in a similar way. We're just not being told about it because there's non-disclosure agreements being signed. I don't know, but I was aware that Britney was being controlled. I've watched documentaries where you can tell her dad's an absolute asshole and and controlling her. I was aware of this as it was happening. I didn't realise the extent of the imprisonment of her. Oh, Britney. She gave us some good tunes, though. Oh, my God, her back catalogue. Thanks for the tunes, Brittany. <laughs> Thanks for the entertainment. Sorry, it's such a what? massive just, cost. Massive personal cost to her. Oh, I don't know. I just, I just hope she's happy now. Proper case of be careful what you wish for. I also kind of think if you can ever really be happy after having all of this happen to you, I think it fundamentally lies in the relationship with her kids. Yeah. Oh, you know, they got a court order against Britney's dad because he hit one of the children. Yes. Britney's dad needs to be put into an institution. Yeah. He does. You see, he's, he's a damaged man who damaged others. It's sad. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, anyway. It's toxic. Yes, it is. <laughs> 
thank you so much for listening to this episode of thrift shop biography we love making this podcast and we're absolutely thrilled that so many of you are already listening you could really help us out by leaving us a review somewhere wherever you listen to this podcast and if you could share us tell your friends about us or drop some links on social media we have a facebook page called thrift shop biography so make sure you come over there to hear about the episodes first and what else we're up to okay see you next week and if you're new here there are loads more episodes now to go and listen in the back catalog so make sure you go and enjoy them okay thank you very much